come and brew with us. <laughs> this is RNGNT with Christine Kuki Solis and Sarah Scott. It's locked with your random sips of life and gaming. Again, this is RNGNT. I'm Christine Solis, aka Cookie, and I'm joined by Sarah Scuffett. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm doing better now, especially since I started listening to Taylor Swift's new, new album. Oh my gosh, it is so good! <laughs> Taylor Swift folklore. Oh. I needed that after this day today. It was exactly what I needed. Exactly. I didn't even know that was up until I was like looking through YouTube, and it's like premiered 38 minutes ago. I was like. What? what new taylor swift yeah yeah it wasn't until until latasha posted on facebook i was like wait what <laughs> so yeah that was an immediate listen to i haven't technically listened to the whole album uh but i will and it's really I will probably buy it it's good so yeah yes anyway that notification that you just heard was a follow from our twitch uh, viewers, uh, Volkai, thank you so much Woo. for the follow. We stream our episodes live on twitch.tv slash rngnt. We don't have a set schedule. Mostly it's, it's like the last Friday-ish of every month. Yeah, last but or second to last. You can check us out at, on our social medias. Again, rngnt, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Mostly Twitter, Facebook. So, <laughs> Oh, and Discord. Join our Discord. Yes, join our Discord. We have lots of cool people, so come say hi. Yes, and we like to listen to the chat or read the chat and also talk about whatever the chat is talking about, like Carlotta saying that the drugs are kicking in. What? <laughs> <laughs> that That is a chat. Anyway. Yes, yes, yes. And the podcast is available on every po- podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify. It's been a while since I even checked it. Um, what else is there? <laughs> Stitcher. Yeah, That's Stitcher. Right. <laughs> Just make sure you leave us a review. We did get one review. Again, it was a five-star review, but no words. We want to hear some words, even if we're bad. Um, I want to read these words. I want to read it. I mean, I love the stars, but I need to read things, people. Come on. Exactly. Anyway, so there we got some updates. Uh, we do have Rolling in Stress, our alien RPG tabletop thingy will be this Sunday, uh, July 26th. It will be at, what, 5.30 p.m., 8.30 Eastern Standard Time I as usual? I think that's correct, yes. I forgot where we are. I think we're, like, all awake and our ship is still in the still middle of nuts. space. <laughs> yeah, it's still bad, bad news bears, let's just put it that way. Yeah, that's true. No, oh, Carla says, no, I mean you're dancing without music. It's like when the drugs kick in. Oh, <laughs> that happens naturally. <laughs> Always. Always. All natural. The hyperness is all natural. <laughs> anyway, today we have a special guest. It was short notice because Lloyd jumped on his nuts, like saying, hey, <laughs> we need this guy on here. I'm like, okay, sure. Short notice. Ask him. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty much a tell. This this guy's coming today, and I was like, "All right, <laughs> it's a good person." Otherwise, yes. I'd be a little concerned. Yes. We hired him. He was my boss for like how many years? Six years <laughs> since 2014. <laughs> um, he's the greatest. I miss him. I know we haven't really talked much, but he's the greatest, as you all know. It is Nate Bender. How you doing? Hello. Hi. How are we all doing today? 
Okay. We are making it through. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Were you even, even thinking of being a guest on our podcast? <laughs> Is that I, your I bucket list? Waiting to be asked, honestly. <laughs> really? Yeah. Aww. Oh, I didn't want to bother you, but Lloyd's like, okay, I, I feel bad, and I want him to feel feel that he's still part of us, and et cetera. I'm like, okay, Lloyd, jump on his nuts, go for it. <laughs> so, so glad social awkwardness ruled the day. <laughs> I don't want to bother you. I don't want to bother you. Well, you always need somebody who does that. It's important. <laughs> Well, thank you for uh, for having me. I, I appreciate the invite, even though it was short notice. Uh, I, I get it. I was the last person you wanted to hear today, uh, but, oh. uh, but I'm glad to be here anyway. You stop that right now. <laughs> Omega Walton chat says, that's not Dr. Disrespect. <laughs> thank he <was> God. <laughs> right. He was hoping we had him as a guest, which would be quite special indeed. <laughs> Honestly, if I just shaved the beard, I could get pretty close to the mullet right now. <laughs> right? I've got a pretty rocking COVID uh, mullet going on. Oh, boy. All right, now, tell me all. Um, so as I was saying, Nate was my boss for <laughs> since 2000, no, 2015 with Limit Break Radio, again, our previous podcast. And I worked with him with uh, Checkpoint and uh, Not Your Player 2. Yes, he did the audio for Not Your Player 2, which is still out there. I'm just going to point that out on Omni.fm <laughs> if you want to check it out. But it's no longer a thing. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we were a little green back then, so. <laughs> we're still green. Oh, shush. I know. <laughs> uh, so, Nate, what, ha- what have you been doing? What have you been up to the past few months? Uh, you're looking at it. Like, not a whole hell of a lot. So, uh, yes, I, I, I got laid off from Checkpoint in March. It was like March 30th. I waited a few days because I didn't want people to think that it was like an April Fool's thing when I announced it. So, um, <laughs> That's yeah, a fair like, thing. it was, yeah, it was just, just terrible timing. Um, yeah. so, uh, yeah, I've mostly been spending my days playing Fallout, um, watching wrestling i'm doing a wrestling podcast it's called uh uh the one fall show you can find it on all the various podcast platforms um but it's sort of like a a wrestling quiz show and i'm one of the the panelists on it so you can see whether or not i know the most about wrestling which for the last one two three four five six seven seven weeks i have been the winner so uh, i'm currently the reigning uh, one fall show undisputed intermetaversal podcast champion. <laughs> so, do you get a uh, bell you, and everything? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I should. Uh, I feel I feel like that would be uh, a, a fair thing for for them to do for the champion. But uh, no, there is no actual belt. I wish there was. Maybe you got to wait for ten weeks. Maybe get to number ten. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe i yeah i don't know if it's some arbitrary but you know what it's okay i'm i'm uh i am the defending reigning champion no one has had a reign as glorious as mine and uh, <laughs> if you want to see it continue you should check out that show um but other than that i was uh I, i've been just doing some freelance work um for uh, a radio station here in the city and uh you know some podcast stuff so uh keeping busy 
but not too busy. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you you deserve it. You've worked so hard for so many years, as far as I know. <laughs> um, for sure. But going into something that you like to with wrestling, I know you were into wrestling, but now that you're actually watching it almost every time it comes on is... How how's it been? Do you like the new stuff that's been in here? Like I know with AEW out there, and I'm gonna be honest with you, hmm. kind of fucking hate it right I now. I knew like, it right now <laughs> specifically. So when when AEW started, like it got me very much back into into wrestling and and wanting to watch more wrestling. Right, and. You know, like I, I had been watching a or uh, WWE on and off for a little while. It was actually since Xavier Woods got us tickets to to Raw, <laughs> and we went and had a fucking blast. It was so fun. It was so much fun. And so, like, I forget what made me stop watching, but I I I, I started watching right around the time when uh, AEW came around, and. Then this this podcast has forced me to watch all of it. So I can't block any of it out. And there is definitely uh, some, you know, some certain like extreme rules, uh, uh, you know, like past weekend or two right. ago was ridiculous. It was so dumb. With the so eyeball dumb. and everything. Yes. Everything <laughs> was bad about it. It was. And, and the thing is, is that like. AEW is guilty of perpetrating some really stupid wrestling as well. I hated the 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 football field match. Um, I thought it was really bad. But when you compare it to what WWE is doing, it's like I I, I so prefer what AEW is putting on. <laughs> Even the bad stuff is so much better. Um, but you know, like it's it's actually gotten me to watch some New Japan and some Impact as well. And there's like I'm finding like specific wrestlers and talent that I really like. Uh, uh, Eddie Kingston, who was just on this past uh, uh, week's Dynamite, uh, I'm I'm becoming a big big fan of his. Um, I was becoming a fan of Kenny Omega until I really started watching AEW, and uh, now I'm much more interested by Lance Archer and uh, Brian Cage. Um, and then there's a bunch of people in WWE that I really, really like as well. Uh, Shizaru and Shinsuke, I love that pairing. Oh, I, I think that's that. a great tag. I love team. them. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're so good. Uh, and they're they're so much fun to watch. Um, I just wish WWE would do more with their tag division. Um, and then I, I like Drew Mc uh, Drew McIntyre as the as the champion. Uh, I, I think he's a, a really really good champion. Um, but there's also, uh, uh, oh, there's just a lot, a lot of shit that is just really, really, <laughs> really bad. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've yeah. noticed. So I only transition and watch them on Twitch now. So, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Since there's only, there's like so many wrestlers going on to Twitch now and it's, it's true. Like, it's yeah. Ridiculous. Well, and I guess AJ Styles is going to have to go to Twitch. No, now he's that... already on Twitch. Yeah. Well, but he was on Mixer before. Yeah. Yeah. But he's already on there. He's he he like moved all of his mixer community into Twitch. I was like, that's interesting. A lot of people going back on Twitch. So yeah, well, they're gonna have to. There's not much of a. I mean, where are you gonna go? What are the you? Yeah, some try Facebook. <laughs> Get out of here. That's for MLMs. That's not for. That's not for Facebook gaming. <laughs> I mean, really, like the only people that use Facebook gaming are 
people who feel somehow wronged by Twitch and who can't go back to Twitch because they've been banned. Or they were just given money like Ronda Rousey or Mrs. May. Well, yeah. I forgot that that was a thing. Yeah. Logic, too. That was weird. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, wrestling is uh, is is interesting. I mostly uh, it's it's been fun because I've been hanging out with uh, my old friend Will, who some listeners will remember as one of the co-hosts for <sighs> Refresh, and uh, we will will end up hanging out and watching these fucking WWE pay per views and just like laughing our balls off at them because <laughs> they're so bad. Like, what else are you gonna do? Like. You can't you can't really like take it seriously. So. No, no, especially when we're in a pandemic. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, are you going to be streaming again sometime since you've been out or? Um, yeah, probably. Uh, so the the main thing that has kept me from uh, just firing up uh, uh, streaming again is the fact that my main computer, my big computer died. Um, I think the, the CPU is overheating. So um, I'm trying to, like, see if I can beg, borrow, and steal another computer from someone oh and just gosh. throw a capture card in there um, just so, you know, to try to get something up. But uh, but that's that's really been the main challenge right now has been, uh, you know, the, the, the um, you know, the streaming computer component of it. I mean, I, I could, I guess put Streamlabs on the the computer that i game on um but i i feel like that would put a lot of strain on that computer and if it goes then i have no computer so well that's good to so hear. hopefully soon no no timetable but uh it, it should happen would it be under uh lbr and nero or nate i forgot what was your name on twitch it's been so long <laughs> uh nate benderama uh no but uh I, I don't know it might be under nate benderama it might be under another account that starting fresh yeah no no not starting fresh that's uh, not starting fresh okay gotcha. misunderstood. <laughs> misunderstood sorry <laughs> well since we have nate here we're gonna go on to some Hot topics because we all there was miss, a lot of hot there topics. was a lot of stuff that happened in the past month. Um, There's a lot of stuff that happened today. Yeah, yeah. today. Yeah, oh, exactly. Um, Just this week, <laughs> I don't even. I haven't even re- watched through all of that Xbox stuff that happened yesterday, and I didn't go through the PlayStation thing that happened what last week. I forgot. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Anyway, <laughs> first things first. We'll start with the whole military on Twitch. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for the follow. Fus Rudashian. Fus Rudashian. Fus Rudashian. Got a Skyrim over here. <laughs> oh, wow. A wild Nate. Yes. A lot of people are coming here just for Nate. See? Aww. I should have had Nate here a long time Loved. ago. <laughs> people miss Nate. Anyway, so the first thing we're going to talk about is the military on their Twitch. Um, you've all heard about Army Esports um, was was banning people for people mentioning war crimes on their stream, and now there's they're saying that it's a First Amendment violation. What do you guys think about that? I find it interesting. I didn't really know what to think about till I read more into it. Um, but there is. <sighs> It, we're right now kind of in a weird point with everything right now where 
government officials are using private company, you know, social media to present things. And where is the welcome? I mean, we all know our president loves using Twitter more than anything in the world on his private Twitter account, by the way, because there is an official presidential Twitter account. He refuses to use it. And so there have been (laughs) tons of wondering about that. One of the main things, uh, according to what I was reading, um, that's really important to keep in mind is it, there was a, uh, a federal judge who ruled that uh, the president was not allowed to ban people from his uh, Twitter page because he was a government official and because it would have violated First Amendment rights. And so that, I think, is what they're kind of using for this situation, since the military is a government institution mm-hmm. um, and it's Twitch, not Twitter, but still. And they so you're still but the idea of banning people for something they are saying on um, Twitch, especially since right now, it's not even like the people who are commenting are necessarily breaking Twitch guidelines. Um, So it's, I think it's interesting. Twitch has not really been willing to make a statement on it. They're just saying that people, you know, people are allowed to ban whoever they want for whatever reason, but that doesn't necessarily give a very clear answer. I don't know. Um, I think it's interesting, and I think there is some merit to it just based on justification in the past. But I don't know. It is a weird topic. Very, very weird. Nate, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, it's, it, it's definitely interesting. So, yeah, I think you're right that uh, it's the, the, the same basic principle behind the, the president not being able to block people on Twitter. And so the, the army backpedaled very, very quickly. And, you know, what I think is really funny about this was the the notion that people were going in there with the mission of getting banned right like it's sort of like the the club penguin challenge where <laughs> you log on and see how quickly you could get banned. someone to ban yeah. you yeah and basically all you had to do was go in there and say hey what's your favorite war crime and yeah. you were done it did um, not take long. No, I will it didn't. Say. And and people got really creative and very clever with it, and it was really funny. And yeah, I, it's just it's really interesting that it's kind of like gotten to this level where you know uh, the the law is getting involved, and you know it's it's actually far bigger than Twitch, right? Like I think Twitch doesn't care who the army bans on Twitch. They can yeah. ban whoever they want for any reason, but it's lawyers now who have gotten involved going, yeah, you can't actually do that, which I think is fascinating and hilarious. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I think unfortunately, like I said, and like you're basically hinting to is that alluding to is just that there have not been very good regulations as far as government officials, private platforms, what do, um, and you're right. It's a bigger issue and they're, they're, we're kind of asking for at this point for a bigger line to be drawn. And I, maybe it kind of needs to be, I don't know. What I think is really also really interesting is, you know, I was approached by uh, the army out at, I think it was the 2017 or 2018 uh, esports business summit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. And, you know, the guy was really nice, but you know, he was also pretty, you know, pretty honest uh, about, wanting to use it as a recruitment tool and, you know, a way for, you know, uh, younger kids to, to see army service more favorably. And, you know, like that's a, it made me very uncomfortable at the time. And I remember thinking, you know, uh, he, he asked me 
something which i th- i thought was was also also really interesting he goes you know like what how do you think people are going to react to it like the army being involved in esports and at the time i said i don't know cuz i was really uncomfortable but i didn't i also you know it was like one of my first real professional situations <laughs> where you know like i i wanted to try to not you know blow any opportunities or anything so i was trying to be open minded and all of this other shit. And, uh, I, you know, I told him, I don't know, I, you know, and I didn't. And what's really interesting is how the gaming community has reacted to this. And it's not been good for army esports. Um, so I, I, that's also been, you know, something that I think is really interesting. Cause I think that there was a chance that that could have gone either way. Um, I don't know if it's, specifically the you know the pandemic or the the person who's running the government currently that has to do with you know maybe some people being a little bit more critical of something like this um but i think they made the the decision to get involved at the wrong time or become more visible at the wrong time certainly more accessible at the wrong time uh people have a lot of time on their hands and uh they they seem to be uh expressing their opinions a little bit more freely so um yeah no i i think this has been definitely an interesting case study in the demographic makeup of gamers because there's a lot of people who will want to tell you gamers are really conservative and i think to a degree that's true but there are also people who want to be like well gamers are really liberal and i think to a degree that's true i think it's there you know everything the truth is in the is is somewhere in the middle right there's gray areas to, uh to this to this kind of stuff and you know just the fact that it didn't end up you know getting you know brushed over or ignored is really fascinating to me yeah <laughs> It is interesting. Um, with everything coming into Twitch, I think Twitch needs to look, focus more, a little bit more into like guidelines with like government officials and musical yes. artists, like Logic joining Twitch. I think Twitch just needs to to focus a little bit more into what's going on on their Twitch instead of bringing people onto their Twitch platform. Right. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, we're we're kind of past this point where they can kind of lift their hands up and be like, "You guys just go play." You know, there's there's guidelines that started for a reason. And unfortunately, as much as they want to kind of be free of it, yeah, they're going to have to make some hard choices, especially, like you said, with government officials and certain celebrities. Absolutely. Um, for sure. uh, Omega Weltall in the chat saying gamers are people across many demographics, which is true, mm-hmm. although there is a lot. And I have to tell you, a lot of money being poured into so much money. trying to figure out what that demographic makeup is welcome where the majority of people lay like you know all of these all of these different sort of demographic points about gamers it, it's it's now a a demographic block that is being focused on very very intensely not just by you know uh esports companies or you know uh but like major media companies are targeting gamers as a demographic block so i think it it's actually really important to know how valuable you are right now to these major companies 
We are valuable. Yeah, and they're just finally kind of taking their heads out of their asses to figure that out, to be honest with you. Because I think it was so easy at first to limit the gaming demographic to such a small population. And then suddenly, boom, actually gaming can be a, you know, play, you know, so many different kinds of people like gaming. I do think that while I think we're important as a demographic, I, I personally feel that a lot of failure is this idea that there is a very specific demographic of gaming now today. I think back then, like I said, it used to be smaller. I think nowadays... I think there's there needs to be some some accepting the fact that it's almost most of the population at this point. You know, if you play cell phone games, you're a gamer at this point. No matter despite despite what the hardcore gamers want to say, just so many people are open to games. It's just become a part of our I don't want to say culture, but it's here. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. They haven't streamed in like 15 days, checking on their Twitch. So. We'll see what what goes on there. I don't know what's yeah. going to come of it, but we'll definitely keep a watch eye out on that. Other news: the big news today was G4 TV is actually coming back. <laughs> what the heck is that? First, we had the Ven announcement that first came out. It was basically a twenty four seven gaming channel, but it was supposed to be like G4 TV. And then G4 TV was like, "Hold up, hold up a second. We never stop playing. We're coming back 2021. What the hell? Which one would you watch out of the two? So I have a confession to make. I was I didn't really watch a lot of G4 growing up. No? <laughs> I No, I didn't. I, I honestly didn't realize until many, many years later like what it was. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I should do a blind test. <laughs> Just try them out both and see which one I think is better from having no prior experience. You should look up there. Are some of the stuff on YouTube available? I don't remember. Are they? Um, maybe, no. I don't know where their stuff is available right now. And I shouldn't say I've never watched them. I've definitely seen clips and probably parts of shows, but I can't name you a show and I can't name you a host Like Attack offhand. of the Show? Yeah, I can't name any of that. So, <laughs> I mean, G4 did make one legitimate star like one legitimate famous person and i'm blanking on her name but uh, she was the the olivia munn olivia munn thank you oh see i know her yes (laughs) but i don't know her know her from g4 but that's i think that's where a lot of her career had started i don't know what she did before that but that's where i learned of her and then she started acting in in movies and tv shows yes what is what's interesting uh, because Slasher is uh, reporting on the, the G4 comeback, uh, comeback uh, that Comcast is the one who still owns the property. Yes. But it's going to be led by uh, Spectator Gaming President Tucker Roberts, who oversees Comcast Esports Org's T1, uh, T1 League of Legends, and the Philadelphia Fusion OWL team. So it's it's really interesting, you know, some of the talent that's, that's involved with the G4 revival especially because the way that i saw about it originally was adam sessler going oh holy shit this is a thing (laughs) um you know and morgan webb was was right behind him uh going like i can't believe that somebody still knew the password to this account uh (laughs) which which uh, you know is is hysterical but if they're bringing back g4 i think that you know they should give some real thought to some of the talent that used to be on that network that they could bring back. 
Jeff Keighley was, you know, yeah, like he I was... think he started his game journalism uh, career there or at least launched it to new platforms. Um, you know, Adam Sessler doesn't, I mean, he looks homeless. L let's give him a job, please. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But like, <laughs> he, I, I would, I would really love to see people like Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Pereira, uh, you know, get involved with this sort of thing. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited either way, but this is exactly what I was talking about when I was saying that, like, gamers are now this huge demographic, demographic block. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and you don't you don't need to look farther than ven and g4 as proof of this you know these are two major content plays for your attention mm -hmm. and and so i think you know depending on what uh, what the approach g4 has i i don't know i can't say which is going to be better um i do think that ven is starting to look worse and worse like this mm. like g the the g4 announcement absolutely took the wind out of Venn's sails it i think did. they look and, and i i i i hate to say this because i'm gonna sound like an asshole <laughs> but the fact that they're hiring sasha gray to do a show on their network about gaming speaks volumes because this is a woman who is not known for any gaming interest but it gets so people I, on there for people who know sasha gray sure like mia Khali khalifa into going into what ufc wrestling for i think she did all that that ufc talk right mia khalifa people watch her so they went and followed her so it'd be probably the same thing with sasha gray but that's the exact calculation that i think is so i don't know i, th it, I think it's it's so crass in its calculation and yeah. it's so transparent in its calculation. <laughs> so the thing with like... Sasha Gray is she is, she did have, she used to stream on Twitch, gaming on Twitch. So, you know, I, I think that there, yeah, there definitely is probably a reason they picked her. But I will, I will say from what, what I've heard about her, <laughs> I don't know as much of her past, you know, before. Um, she was, she did used to stream and she actually it actually was rather recent, apparently. I was just looking it up that yeah. she kind of came out as doing a lot of gaming, like as of February of this year. So I don't know if they, how long things in Ven have been in the works. <laughs> along yeah, with that. see, but know. like February of this year to me, uh, and I and I and I'm not trying to parse this because again, I don't want to sound like an asshole, <laughs> but February of this year could mean a lot of things. It could mean that she received a paycheck to have a healthy interest in it. Or maybe she does actually have a healthy interest in it. I don't know. But if you're hiring someone who is mainly known from porn, then I I automatically am going to question all of your other hiring decisions. But they have like Aaron Ashley Simon, who was from Cheddar. Um, they have Matt Morello, who did Overwatch League. They have James Patterson, who did League of Legends. I mean, Jimmy Wong with um, uh, the... Uh, he's brother with what? Uh, one of the Wong brothers. <laughs> right, right. But, but one of these but, things is not like the other. But still, like, okay, what about G4? We don't know what talent. Are they even going to bring up new cast members or old cast members? I guess it just really depends at G4. Is it going to be the same I mean, shows? They're, they're going to have to find new people to be on the air. Like, even if they bring back some old favorites, like, definitely they're going to have to figure out how to revitalize and revamp that whole thing. There's no way that 
you know, they must have as some much as I already. love them, yeah. as much as I love them, Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb, I don't know. I don't know what their opinions are these days about about video games. But like <laughs> my my point is, is that like I if listen, if it comes out tomorrow that G4 has announced that they've hired Dr. Disrespect, everything <gasps> that I've said about then applies to G4. I question every one of their hiring decisions if that's if that's one of the people that they want to put on their air but I, and but i'm saying that these things matter right like they do. if you if you remember like the tail end of g4 right when they still had attack of the show and they still had x play but they were sandwiching that with like episodes of cops and cheaters like that's <laughs> when the audience just absolutely tanked and i think you know there there were other programming decisions like the whip set that never did well and they tried to cash in on some of these you know hey it's celebrities that are also interested in video games and like we're now going through that again and i don't know that that works man like i i know that logic just signed a huge twitch deal yeah but like why like why do i why do i care about watching logic stream like i don't know that i would I'd have to, I guess I'd have to watch them, but like, it just seems, I don't know. It just seems like people jumping on the bandwagon, on the bandwagon, because there's a bandwagon to jump on. But that's how they get people to watch Twitch. I mean, look at, well, look at T-Pain. T-Pain has like thousands of viewers now and he, all he's doing is just making his own DJ sets. Have you watched him lately? I love T-Pain. I think he... (laughs) He's a phenomenal exactly. stream. And, and also, like, uh, one of the guys from, um, oh, God, Flatbush Zombies uh, streams as well. I think he's fantastic. Uh, Danny Brown streams on Twitch and shares new music. Everyone's on Fucking Twitch. awesome. Yeah, streams on Twitch. Did I say something else? Sorry. No, I mean, I'm saying everyone is on Twitch now. So, like, will this get in the way with Twitch with G4 and Ben coming out, too? I think it would be smart of them to be on twitch like if they want to try to run themselves as cable networks fine but i would multicast to twitch like i don't think i don't know that there's a way to get around that they did mention part for ven at least um they did mention that there will be some special content on twitch and also uploads on youtube one of their plans is also to basically work with other streamers to basically pay them for almost taking it sounds like they're like taking sections of maybe their own streams and putting it as part of a show. That wouldn't um, surprise me. I'm not exactly sure how it works. They they were trying very because people were asking about you know whether they would be going against other streamers and they were saying no. Our hope is actually to bring streamers on, not necessarily even to take them away for what they're doing, but to like kind of pay them for content to be added to their show. Um, not sure how that will look, but that I is mean, something they've said. I'm I'm willing to bet that there's going to be a Tosh.0 like show mm. on probably both of these networks. So that's one way to do it. But I mean, 24 hours, seven days a week is a lot of air to fill. So if there if because that's what it sounds like Ven wants to do, um, it, it's it, I would imagine that there's probably going to be, you know, two hours of someone who's like mildly famous you know streaming that they'll clip and use on their network and they'll probably pay people for that for that content so you know it's not listen i'm not saying it's a bad opportunity 
what I'm saying is, is that there's a lot of corporate interest moving in on this area, and it's going to start squeezing opportunities for normal streamers out. Even if your you know, show is being included as a clip, the fact that Sasha Gray got, you know, got a host slot instead of, you know, uh, insert any name here. Um, you know, that's been on a platform like Twitch and building their audience organically without having to take three dicks in the ass at once. I'm just saying <laughs> that it, it, these these choices matter. They do. And they, they, they got to be careful with it, too, especially as Pally says in the chat, you're going to quickly overexpose the platform if it is 24-7. So they have to be kind of good shows. I mean, not everyone's going to be watching at like 1 a.m. in the morning, right? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, there's probably going to be a certain amount of reruns that yeah. that happen late at night. Um, you know, if they're smart, they'll probably get some like Adult Swim type, like uh, That's you know, probably animation. Sasha Gray will be. I'm just kidding. <laughs> God, I hope not. But I, I mean, I uh, I because actually, I'd be curious to see how this works. I'm actually against 24 seven, most any kind of news network kind of stuff. Um, I'm one of those people that feels like it kind of killed the news industry a little bit and how we do news today. So I don't know, but I, I do agree that they're going to have to what they, cause they have to break it up. Like you said, whether it's maybe looking into um, uh, uh, adult swim or something like that. And those choices are also going to be very pertinent because I, again, I didn't watch G4, but it sounds like when they didn't make such good choices there and put cops in, in between, it didn't really Cheaters. work out very well for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, at the same time, though, 24-7, like, geek-tainment, you know, um, uh, gamer, you know, uh, entertainment sort of stuff, like, that's, like, sort of the final frontier in terms of, like, you know, content creators and that's streamers true. and all of this, you know, all of this stuff that's been taking place over the last like 10 or 15 years, right? Like no one has quite been able to put that together in a 24 seven service, uh, like a television channel, except G4 before this. Right. So I, I think that, you know, while, while it's like there are two that are coming out at the same time, I also sort of feel like they missed the wave, right? Like we're now at the point where logic is signing exclusive contracts with Twitch, Twitch yeah. right? Like it sort of makes the idea of a, a 24 seven, like television channel, almost quaint by comparison, right? Like we just talked about how many different celebrities there are on Twitch organically. Right. And here they're coming with a, a service to try to pull people away. That's why I said that they should broadcast on Twitch and make Twitch part of their platform, make it an aggregate so that they can present that as part of Definitely. their audience statistics. Right. It's, it, it makes no sense to me to make a television network, whether it's streaming or on an actual cable platform that tries to compete with what is already on Twitch. That makes no sense to me. So if that's what they're trying to do, uh, I think that this is going to go about as well as the first time they tried. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll see. We're going to keep our eyes out again for this. There's a lot of news we're keeping our eyes out on to see I, how they I evolve. do have a, 
I do have a dumb question because, again, I didn't really watch much G4. Was Tommy Tallarico part of G4? Yeah. Yes. Okay, because yes. he because he retweeted about that too, and I was like, oh, all right. I didn't know. I forgot. It. He was definitely part of it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. All right. He, he well, had... he's mentioned his role in it too. <laughs> I think I think he had two shows on okay. G4: yes. Electric yes. Playground and. Uh, there was another one. It was sort of like a game show, but I can't remember what it was called. Gotcha. Guess we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> we always pick on g- gamer or girls stuff that comes out for for yep. gamer girls. So <laughs> apparently, during PlayStation, they they took out what is it? This gamer girl FMV game. So yeah. basically, it is a what do you call these kind of games? So I think they're all just called FMV, but they're kind of visual novel-esque because it's meant to be choices and um, not necessarily like strict, you know, gameplay kind of thing. It choices mattering and the multiple endings and stuff. So I would call it an FMV visual novel. Okay, um, so basically <laughs> you, you have a gamer girl who, who streams, obviously, and you play the moderator of her stream mm-hmm. and you go help her out with her twit or stream i'm sorry not twitch with her stream and give her you know you become friends with her texting her offline as well and you help her go through these amazing real life traces such as meeting up with a stalker or meeting up yeah with a stalker ex-boyfriend boyfriend. apparently exactly so um when i first saw this ad um i had very two different reactions from a person who's always been kind of curious about FMV and with visual novel, I was like, huh, an interesting, interesting way. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, you choose making choices about posts that you ban and don't ban and how that may affect, you know, the the person who's who's streaming of what she sees, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you know, texting's always been a part of it. And I also got some major, um, I think it's called Missing Sarah. It was a kind of a... <laughs> um, a, a uh, um, visual novel ad that, ha- that was actually on your phone. The idea being you found a phone of a missing person. You're trying to figure out whose it is and stuff. So at first I was like, interesting. And then all the stuff about the creepy ex-stalker boyfriend came up, including the ending and uh, the integral female part of me just cringed and had horrible pit <laughs> in my stomach. And yeah, so that was, that was a very strange, uh, turnaround that i went so yeah that's uh, i don't know i don't uh, i don't know about this so i i when i saw the trailer i also had sort of the visceral reaction like this is not really like like timing is everything here and (laughs) yep you missed it you missed it by a long shot but i had time to think about it and you know like I don't John Waters was a really interesting filmmaker and in one of his uh stage presentations he had said, you know, if you're a filmmaker, make a movie about something that happened yesterday. Right? Like he would make movies about murders that happened like he read about in the paper like that week. And then, you know, like his whole like punk rock you know filmmaking philosophy was like if you you know make it into a movie and you see that headline on uh you know on a on a uh you know marquee that same week people are gonna have a really strong fucking reaction to it and he's right 
people will have a big reaction to it. And I think that's at least what was attempting to happen here. Yes. Is that someone, you know, and and I guess the, the girl in the actual game is the person who wrote it and made it. Okay, like, I was just checking that because I didn't know. Yeah, who was actually yeah. Right. Okay. So, uh, it, and and so I, I sort of feel like that's the, like, you know, if you're gonna try to capitalize on a moment, like, yes, of course, some people are gonna feel uncomfortable. I don't know whether or not that makes this okay. I think that it's a thing that should exist, and people should probably form their own opinion about it, but. You know, without playing the game and knowing all of the beats of the story, uh, I, I have to say the criticism was fair and warranted. Um, but I don't think that it is, you know, like I saw some people calling it like, you know, oh, this is, the, you know, this is going to make the incels go crazy. I don't think that it's quite like that. Like, I don't I don't think that it's going to be like an incel fantasy machine. <laughs> I do think that it should be looked at critically and, uh, you know, uh, uh, dissected very critically. But, you know, I, I don't think that it should be inherently rejected because it capitalizes on something that all of us find uncomfortable. I think that, you know, I like media that that challenges me. So if that's what it does in the process of playing it, then I have to give it that kind of, you know, that I have to give it the benefit of the doubt. Um, so I, I think a lot of the early reaction to it may have been a bit unwarranted. I'm not trying to defend the game by any stretch mm -hmm. of the imagination. I just think that it, it's, it, you know, it's a specific philosophy that not everyone is going to react to very well. And that is actually by design. Right. Yeah, it's. What is the words I'm trying to look for here? Uh, I think, you know, I do. I was wondering who actually did write it. I wasn't I didn't know if it was the the lead, I guess you'd say actress, um, you know, and that does actually make me feel a little bit better because only because the way that the the advertisement went, it didn't really feel that way. Because one thing that I and I harp about this whenever I watch any movies, the few that I see, um, especially the few like superhero movies we've seen that have been directed by women and how different they look versus superhero movies with women directed by other men and one of the things that worries about me is this this has actually been an issue with a lot of talking about um misogyny in games but i think this also could apply with other marginalized communities um is this idea of we need to show that the trouble we've been through through almost a weird like violence glorification way and I think that's why this, especially that ending of that trailer, made me kind of visceral reaction. It's hard to tell because we don't know the full game and how much they show. But there was just a little bit too much of we need to show all of the disgusting, scary details of what can happen to women. When I have that's that when after a while, that's just what it feels like is going to be the message of, oh, look at this like disgusting thing that could happen to this woman as opposed to oh my gosh, this is a disgusting thing that happened to women. Um, you know, uh, Volkai kind of put there someone that he uh, listed, someone who told him about the classic problem with empathy games is that it always ends up being about this game is interesting to non-marginalized people and traumatizing to marginalized people. And I think that's kind of what I'm afraid of with this. Um, you know, I think I want to spark a discussion. 
I think I have found too many times when it ends up being just exactly as that describes. Yeah, and I think that that's fair. Uh, You know, anyone who's been through uh, a traumatic event, uh, you know, I I think can can say the same thing, is that, you know, there are certain themes in movies and TV shows and games that make them intensely uncomfortable that, you know, people who haven't had those same experiences might not have. You know, it's why we have trigger warnings on things. And I think that that's fine. Right. Like, I don't I'm not a person who's like, ah, these damn feelings, you know, like, mental health perspective about that. <laughs> right. Like, I don't think it's a problem to, you know, to warn people uh, about the, the content of what they're watching. Mm-hmm. A great show that I was recently introduced to Afterlife with Ricky Gervais. Phenomenal show on Netflix and a huge theme in it is suicide. Mm-hmm. the the main character lost his wife and he's trying to cope with it and not doing a very good job and to some people that would be a major major trigger but for you know for other people it's a uh you know it's a theme that has depth that you know they can express some empathy on and also maybe because you know, they've experienced some of those emotions, make some jokes about at the same time. So, you know, I'm 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 of the opinion that, yes, you warn people about the content of what they're going to be presented with and then let them make the choice. Um, I don't think that it should ever preclude something from existing, though. No, and I I don't think that either. I think to me, I see it as. This is such a weird example, but it's the only thing I could think of. I'm thinking of Game of Thrones and how there was so much that happened in that that whole TV series. And maybe I'm speaking of someone that was forced to watch the first seven series uh, back to back, (laughs) (laughs) which was terrifying. Um, But I just remember how sometimes there was this discussion of, okay, when are we trying to, you know, use this as a talking point of, you know, sexual harassment and stuff like that? And when does it just seem to feel like a glorification of violence almost and i think that's what i guess i can't tell with this yet and maybe that's unfair to say but i think that's like my biggest fear but no i agree with you you know i think there is a way to talk about these hard topics um uh christine what were your reactions my reaction is like yes it's interesting but i do want to see where the storytelling goes with it yes it does exposes this this bad side of what happens to to especially female streamers or mm-hmm. even male streamers that go through with yeah. like maybe stalkers or whatnot. Um, I think this would help visualize more what streamers or content creators go through versus just words that are just being told as stories on a twit long or something. This mm-hmm. this would help people understand what streamers or content creators do go through behind the scenes so this might open up eyes it really just depends on that storytelling of where it really goes that's 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 true interested in and kind of what it focuses on too right i think that's kind of what you're getting at like what what does the storyline end up focusing on and i think the reason i had such a reaction was it seemed to focus on talking about my my crazy ex-boyfriend a little bit and that's realistic but at the same time i don't know it 
it just feel it just there's something about it that feels off to me and um i think it's true that maybe we just don't quite have enough information one of the worst um pushbacks against it that i did roll my eyes at and i don't want to get on my soapbox about choice you know and how people misunderstand how choices in game work but they tried to talk about how choices matter and people are like oh they showed this screen about you know the the visualization and it shows that there's a choice that you know we have four choices and they all lead to the same thing i'm like buddy <laughs> i don't think you understand how this works but that's that i thought was a dumb criticism because we don't even know how the game works yet <laughs> it could be that choices don't matter ultimately but it's a visual novel so they kind of have to a little bit um yeah we'll see anyway darkflex says big thing is if there's a romance with the moderator if so that will literally kill the game possibly i, I would agree with that i would agree with that only because unless like they didn't say whether the moderator has, like, you have to, like, choose a gender of the moderator or if it's just, it's you. And this is your experience. Because that would feel, that would feel really gross to me. Even as someone that's all about, hey, if I'm a girl, then I'm playing as a romance with a girl. No, it, it's still, we all know that at the end, it's because they're trying to market towards the men. So that would, that would feel weird. I don't, I didn't get that vibe necessarily. No, although I didn't really either. I will admit it was a little, someone pointed out, and I did think it was a little weird that like when you guys are, when they show like you um, texting with the streamer back and forth, like she keeps sending selfies of herself. That was a little strange to me. Um, I'm not sure if that's a common thing that happens. Thanks for, you know, doing sexy selfie. <laughs> I don't, that, that was a little strange. Um, but I know they're just trying to get those, those pictures as much as they can. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, they they could push it into directions that would get really uncomfortable really quick. Yes. Right? Like, yes. stream streamers doing well, she starts in OnlyFans, and it's like, God damn it, why? <laughs> why do we have to go down this road? Right. It's one of the, it's one of the endings. <laughs> Skuro, I want you to play this game if you're listening, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you, would, you would think that they would they would make it so that you know people would be able to play it on stream so it can't I think be it's, can only push it so far right i right. know exactly i think my favorite so we had some time ago actually in discord a discussion of the word simping and stuff like that <laughs> and i i have some problems with like where that term comes from and how it's being used mostly because i find that people just don't use it the right way but whatever that's a totally different discussion but i will say that someone calling this game a simulator was the funniest thing i'd heard that is pretty funny right? <laughs> that's pretty good next on our next again there's so much things that are happening ubisoft has some sexual and rape allegations going on okay. right now. Talk about sexual harassment that we actually know, know about here. We're going on to this. And they're saying women don't sell video games. <laughs> oh. can, they, can they be in line with the guys from Persona 5? Oh, yep, I went there again! <laughs> oh my gosh, Sarah, stop it. This is not about Persona 5. Stop it. I know, but my brother's <laughs> almost finishing the game, so I'm always reminded of it. <laughs> So apparently the higher ups have have been have have like rape allegations going on. They're like even worse than riot. Like yeah. I just but I know we are women in gaming, but why does this always happen and why is yeah. it coming up now? Yep. Always. That's always the questions. Like why is this still a thing? And I mean I'm glad it's finally being spoken out, of course. It's just so sad that it took this long for it to come out when it should have just been a done deal you know but that's just not how the laws work 
I mean, uh-huh. I, think, I think asking why now is is fair. And I think what it is, is that the more people speak out, the more people feel comfortable to yes. speak out. Yes. And, and and it becomes, you know, this kind of large network of, you know, not, you know, if nothing else, moral support. Right. Yes, exactly what the Me Too movement was all about. And I think yeah. that is why we're finally hearing about it is because there that's the one good thing about the past, I would say, two years is now these things are able to come to light. And, um, and uh, you know, I and uh, again, I don't know if it has anything to do with the pandemic and the fact that we're, you know, taking a step back from our busy lives and sort of reevaluating what's important to us. But it, 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 it certainly seems like that may be an element of it, because like wrestling has gone through a yes. reckoning. Yes. Music and entertainment have gone through a reckoning. Video mm-hmm. gaming streaming has gone through a reckoning. And I think that all of this is good, right? Like, I don't think that it's good that it happened. I think that it's good that, you know, it's being talked about and, it, you know, like like a venom, it's being, you know, uh, dragged to the surface. Yeah, I just, I feel so dumb why I didn't think about this before. But yeah, kind of duh that this is happening now during the pandemic because so many people are working from home. It's just... You don't have to go to work to see these people anymore. You're working yeah, from you, home. It's just you don't safer have to now. face your abuser on a daily basis <laughs> to hear how shit you are. Yeah. Like it becomes a little bit easier to start building that foundation of like, maybe I should say something about this. And then starting to see other people, you know, come out and talk about it. And, you know, like I, I just I'm to the point. Everyone is a piece of shit. Like, I, like kind of. <laughs> Like there is not, uh, there are so many people I used to respect, whether, you know, rapper POS or, mm-hmm. um, uh, who was the guy that, uh, from, uh, Obsidian that recently, uh, had his text yes. shared. Yes. Um, he was a le- he was a writer that did writing for games I liked. Yeah. Writing um, for Fallout and shit. Like, I'm like, and Kotar. It, yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Like, it, it, all of these people suck horribly and they have, terrible behavior um and there is there's no excuse for it now it the question becomes okay your shitty behavior has been outed what do you do some people have done the the correct and responsible thing and have come out and apologized not to save face not to try to you know uh save their careers but to 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 try to honestly build bridges and to make amends and i think that that is the most important thing um but i don't know these fucking assholes at ubisoft like really seem to be pushing it to to some other degree um i i'm just i'm i'm glad that people are speaking out about it now more people should speak out about that kind of stuff um it's just it's it's terrible to watch and i've i've kind of reached the point where it's like you know, like, don't have heroes, don't have people that you look up to that you don't know personally, that you haven't met or shook their hand or not just like done a meet and greet with them. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. like someone that you actually fucking know. I think that, you know, at least for me, this has really kind of made me reevaluate the people that I revere and respect. Fuck comedy. Com- there's, oh, yeah. there's not a yeah. comedian that I can respect anymore. Almost. That's true. Kinda, yeah. Fox. 
It's, you know, and I think um, we talked about this, I think, in our last podcast because there was a huge influx in the yeah. gaming industry then and Ubisoft's just become the latest for now. Um, and I remember mentioning how when the news even last time was coming out, I had this horrible moment where I, I mentioned on the show where it was like, should I continue with this podcast? Because I'm terrified now, legitimately. You know, as a woman, I've always known that the gaming industry has been, you know, rife with with misogyny and all this stuff. And I've been very lucky that at least in most of my gaming experiences, my experience with any kind of harassment has been very, 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 very low. Um, And I'm very lucky for that. But it is, there's just, there's now just, we're now feeling that fear again of like, oh gosh, who can you trust if you keep moving forward in, in any of this areas, you know? Um, and that's what all these stories all have in common too, is these women just wanting to get in the industry, doing what they can. And the boundaries keep getting crossed and crossed until horrible things happen. And it's just terrifying to read. Um, even as someone who's, like I said, never personally gone through with it. I'm in a field that's mostly by, that's mostly run by women. So I'm in a safe field as far as outside of this podcast, but it's just really demoralizing to want to respect and love video games and all this stuff comes up of all these big, big wig companies. And it's just, it's gross and it's scary. Truly. Well, I, I think, I think what's most disappointing for me is for every one person that speaks up, there's at least, you know, five, 10, maybe that, 15 people that, that have witnessed that behavior that have witnessed what that you know poor woman has gone through and not said anything yeah. that to me is way more disgusting and way more unforgivable like the, i you know absolutely would i i don't want to work in an environment with an abuser and nor do i want to work in an, an environment of people who enable that abuser yep. which it sounds like that is happening in droves and and that's it's just it's really unfortunate because it's like where you know i thought that there were supposed to be good people that stood up and said shit when you know this kind of stuff happened yep um you know uh, and uh, you know like you wonder why is it because they they fear for their jobs or um, you know, uh, do they think it's okay? Like, what is it? Like, why, why wouldn't you speak up about this? Why does it have to be the, the victim who's already gone through so much goddamn trauma? The one that has to, you know, get their shit together and write a twit longer. Like that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Um, and, and all of these people who work at these companies who have seen this behavior and have been complicit I, you know, I, I, I think that they should be shown the door as well. Especially some of the, I mean, leaders who knew this was happening and just swept up. So people who had power to do this change, you know, the little guy speaking up, you know, it is wrong. um, But as Omega Weltall says, yeah, if they did, they probably would get fired and swept under the rug. And that's terrible, even though I would say morally it's worth it. But, you know, for some people, they got to put food on the table. But the leaders, CEOs that know someone doing this and don't take any action to actually do anything about it, it's they 
that's disgusting. You know, yeah. you have the power and the money and you can find somebody else who's not a rapist. I'm sorry. There can't there are many talented Welcome. people in the world. That one person who's maybe making, you know, this awesome music, but then, you know, sexually harass someone. They're not worth it. You can find more talented people. Trust and, me. And, and, you know, not just that, but it's like, you know, it, 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 and, and I hate to put in another plug for for Slasher, uh, but you know his inbox is fucking open. Like if you th- like if you think that you can't get some shit done if you have dirt on someone that that you want to pass, like that's there's a direct line of communication to the dude who can get that done, mm-hmm. right? There are people who work in you know who have large followings who would be willing to uh you know to to uh, to help expose this kind of behavior um and and yeah i I, you know like i do understand you know there's a moment happening and people you know kind of get caught up in it and uh feel safer coming forward in numbers and all of that but like it just feels like you know had i been in that situation i feel like i would have i would have said something like to I and if not to someone internally at the company that I would have said something like I would have blown the whistle and and gone to somebody like Slasher who I knew would value that story. Yeah. Um, you know, there are always options here. And, you know, the people that claim that they're so powerful aren't always as powerful as they like to believe. Yes. And we've always said here, if you ever have anything that's bothering you can message any one of us and sarah i don't want you to think that to be scared to be going into the gaming industry you know i'll pow that person whoever sexually harassing you <laughs> i know i will protect you but <laughs> i know same to you i'll pow anybody in your way for sure we got each other's backs and we got your backs too you yeah. know, we, we, and we got Nate. Nate. Nate has our backs too. I know that. Yeah, and... he's gonna pu- he'll, he'll do two punches. <laughs> Although he's a teddy bear in person, so I don't know if he would. <laughs> I've never seen him be so violent ever, <laughs> ever. Um, but <laughs> yeah, just moving forward. Yes, yes, definitely. We do have this confidence now to speak up, especially since we're at home. But moving forward, yes, if you see someone else being a dick to someone else or you see those things kind of happening, please speak up. It's not like white knighting or anything. You're just doing something right. So. You're not simping. <laughs> <laughs> you're, no, you're not simping for the victim or anything. Yeah. But yeah. And even if someone says that, they're dumb. <laughs> you can tell them I said that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Anyway, I think that does about that. That does about all of the news, uh, at least the big ones. I know there's a yes. lot of other things happening with like Xbox saying there's a new open world Halo, et cetera, et cetera. New games coming out. We do have a lot of stuff going on, but we haven't even talked about what's going on in our own lives. Sarah, what have you been doing? Jeez. Oh, so I was dumb and decided to start two MMOs. Because I've never, I don't really play MMOs and I couldn't help myself. Uh, so <laughs> here's what happened. Um, I um, had been looking at Elder Scrolls Online for a long time because I was getting a huge Skyrim bug. Because uh, I, I love Skyrim. I think it's the game I put the most hours in uh, in any, any game I've ever played. And I was just getting that bug of like, I just want to explore things. I want to look at things. I want to just talk to people. And I was looking at ESO and I was like, eh, I don't know, I don't know. And so then I just did the plunge and tried it out. 
And then uh, around the same time I started doing this, uh, my fiance Callie, for some reason, got back into Final Fantasy XIV, which was something oh, I was not expecting. Uh, none of us were expecting this. <laughs> um, she just started getting back I'm into sorry. it. It's okay. <laughs> and here's here's legit what happened. And I'm going to be making fun of my fiance and I because we we love each other to death, but we are very dumb sometimes. Um, and so. I will admit, I think part of the reason I jumped on Issa was because she was spending a lot of time in FF14. And I was like, ah. And so, and so I started ESO. And she, the night that I told her I was starting, she's like, oh, why, why'd you start ESO? And I was like, well, you know, I've been really looking into it because she was telling me it sucked. And I was like, whatever, I'm going to try it anyway. <laughs> and, um, you know, and then she was like, oh, okay. And I, I finally was like, if you want me to play FF14, you just had to ask. And she mulled it over for a day, and then literally the next day, while during my work hours, like comes to the door during an off time for me and goes, Yeah, I want you to play F of 14. <laughs> okay, fine. So yeah, I started both games. Um I have technically, I would say, probably put more hours in F of 14, mostly because I've had like help to get through it, as in just making sure I'm pointing in the right direction and stuff like that. And one thing about F of 14, I will say that makes it a little easier to get through it faster. It's just that I actually really like ESO, but they do not make it clear what the main quest is, <laughs> at least not for me. <laughs> um, I Maybe I'm just dumb, but I did not realize until probably several hours of play where the main quest line was and then found out that it's kind of disappeared. Um, so that's a little confusing. Uh, so that's why technically I've done more FF14, but I do, I like them both for very different reasons. They are very different games. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I will, I have to wait till I've played way more ESO because I'm, again, like I'm on different, totally different levels and areas of the story. Um, but I will say right now, as far as like aesthetics and just the looks of it and the looks of your armor and just pretty things and just knowing the direction of where to go, FF14 does a really good job with that. Obviously. It's really easy, especially right now. I think back then it was really bad, but I've joined it later, and I think it's just getting easier to get through it. So that's a good point for it. That being said, I can't say which story is better because I need to play more ESO. Um, just the missions themselves? FF14 has to be some of the most, like, un- creative missions yes. i've ever seen <laughs> like there it is there it is ah, like i there's a part in, and i don't even know if you guys remember this because it was in the very beginning of the game but literally there, there is a whole quest line where you're just doing all of these random quests of the main quest line waiting to hear when a guy has seen someone you're looking for hey can you give uh the coffee to this guy oh, hey can you get uh water okay the water bucket challenge oh my gosh Okay, mission, take the bucket. Good, you, you, you see that mission. Next mission, put bucket in water. Good job, pick up bucket. Or no, fill bucket. Pick up bucket. Bring bucket to person. Why is that in there? <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> Eso, um, and maybe I just haven't like played it enough to get like sick of the mechanics, but there's actually stealth missions. Um, you actually, one thing they do that's really nice is your choices don't really matter, but they do, some missions do have choices of, like, who's gonna do what. And, again, it doesn't really matter, you get the same stuff, but it's at least different. Um, it, there's just more variety of things. I feel like, oh, yeah, I'm actually doing a thing today. There's actually, like, content here. Um, also, the dialogue is much shorter in ESO than, um, <laughs> which I don't necessarily hate, 
Um, like cutscenes in FF14 are nice. Um, the voice acting in the first section was really bad. It's getting better now. Um, <laughs> and like the nice cutscenes, oh, you know, these characters, they're nice and stuff like that. I also, when it's just the missions in between and they're just characters, I, I kind of click too fast and I don't know what's happening because they talk too much. Um, Issa doesn't do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we'll see. I know Carlos said it's going to change in 5.3, but it's too late because I just finished Heaven's Ward. <laughs> I'm in Dragon Song right now, so you know. Um, too late for me because I found that afterwards and I was very upset. So, yeah, um, very different. Um, oh, Battle System. Uh, yeah, so, um, ESO's more of a battle system I can get behind. Uh, FF14 is his own special battle system that is for certain people that are not me. Um, but it's okay, because I'm a black mage, so I just make things explode. <laughs> um, but yeah, I play more FF14, like I said, there's just more of a social, like, I'm part of a group and stuff, so it's actually, like, more of a social, you know, connection and stuff like that, and I know what I'm doing. ESO, though, it's... It's fun. Is there um, a social thing in ESO? I have never played ESO. I haven't found it yet is the problem. I think the problem is I didn't buy the full game. Actually, I just bought the full game last night, so we'll see. I have a feeling all of, like, the social stuff is somewhere else. One nice thing about ESO is you can join more than one um, guild. or So you can only join one free company in FF14. You can join, like, up to five of those in um, ESO. So that's nice. Um it's there. I just haven't, I don't think I really found it, to be honest with you. There's not tons of, like, it's not like when you go to Ulda and there's a uh, yell match <laughs> with everybody. Uh, not quite the same. Um, but I may not be in the right places, because I know Somerset's, like, where all the cool people are, and I haven't been to Somerset, so we'll see. <laughs> but I will, yeah, the social element, I, it hasn't been there. Um, I have joined a guild, uh, Hyper Pixie, who we've had on the show before. Yes. Um, was kind enough to let me join her guild. I'm not your but... player too. <laughs> yes, that's true. We haven't had her here yet. We haven't had her back here. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so once I've done more, I will probably do a more full analysis of it. Um, but yeah, FF14, easier to get through, very pretty, very nice to look at, a bit more social. Um, the missions just suck. <laughs> they are so boring, but that's about it. <laughs> Would you say what server you're on on any of those games or no? Um, the only reason I'm not going to say for FF4, I mean, ESO only really has one server. The only reason I'm going to say for FF14 is I wasn't even going to announce this to everybody. It was kind of a secret, <laughs> except then Callie told everybody. So I went, ah, oh, shit. So, um, if you can find her, you'll find me. Um, but I'll just say hi. I'm kind of enjoying like the anonymity of doing it right now. So mm-hmm. secret I'm just going Yeah. Secret, secret MMO life. So. But yeah, my brother's probably going to be playing with us soon. So now we're going to be one big happy family. <laughs> oh my God. Maybe I should get into ESO just so we can like. I'd be fine with that. I'd be totally fine with that. I would I would I need like someone else to play with. Um, if you are going to play ESO for the first time and you've never played before, I will say someone mentioned that the warden class is the best first class. And I wholeheartedly agree. It's a really good class. <laughs> You're kind of a one man machine. It's pretty great. You can heal yourself. You can do pretty good attacks and you can wear like medium armor. You get a, you get a bear buddy. Pretty awesome. A bear buddy? Like a plush bear or a real bear? No, it's a real bear. Oh, okay. it, just, it, it kills things. No, not like so. Like yeah, F of fourteen minions are probably my favorite thing. Okay, about yeah, it. I was gonna say, is it like a minion? No, the minions are great. Uh, Kat, one time, I every the one of the jokes is when I do play with Kelly, I'm like, oh, look at this minion, I need it, and uh, she spends a lot of guilt to get me the the bunny minion. minion so you know, I was very happy about that. Yeah, Nate's actually 
smiling and smirking off to the side there. I know you're playing Fallout 76. You hate 14 now. We all know that. With yes. the radio <laughs> that is, so both those things are still true. That's yes. fine. But ESO, I know you dabbled into ESO. Are you playing ESO or... So uh, I have exactly 626 hours into ESO. So oh, really? Dabble is putting Damn, it lightly. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I've actually I've played ESO quite a bit. And I, it's kind of for similar reasons because I get that Skyrim itch. And I'm yes. like, you know, like I just I really want to do something in Tamriel. And I'm actually going through that right now because I've been replaying Oblivion for some reason. Weird choice. <laughs> replay, replaying is a strong word. I I took the save from my dying Xbox 360 and was able to get it to work on my PC. So I'm playing the same game that I was like 13 years ago. You can do that? Can I do that with my Skyrim? Yeah, I think so, actually. I'm pretty sure. To do that. Um, I played on the Xbox 360. was a bad idea. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, like uh, it, it's you know like I think it's it, that's perfect for what it is. Is that it's sort of like gives you the best of Tamriel, and you can go to places that you've never been before. So yes. there's like a whole bunch of lore um, to to end up learning. Yes. Um, I haven't played any of the new expansion, the Greymore uh, DLC. Um, the last thing that I had, I, I don't know, like I was still going through the the three different factions like main quests and the the way that the quests work in elder scrolls online is you do all of the quests in an area that you're in like you 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 visit as many of the points and do as many of the things as you can okay right like some of those are going to be like world bosses and they'll they'll kick your ass but like most of it you'll be able to do and there's actually like a uh, it's somewhere in the UI. There's like a tracker to see how much you've done in each area. Yes. And then you move on to like wherever it's taking you next in the main quest, because like you'll kind of be able to suss out eventually like what the main quest is from the side quest stuff. Yeah. The, the one prob- that keeps going. <laughs> yes. The problem is I think they've changed some things. So the, the $20 package, because I just bought that just to try it out. It comes with Morrowind. And that's mm-hmm. where I was confused because when I I was on the boat to Morrowind, and so I was doing stuff in Morrowind at first, but it just something didn't feel right. And then I literally accidentally did the start of the main quest line, but then I was reading somewhere that pretty much they've kind of trickled it off a little bit. Like I did as much of the main quest line, and then basically the guy said, "Okay, do some things, and we'll talk later." So, it, so. it's really interesting the way that ESO has done it. Like it, the way that. You know, FF14 has one main story that just sort of like goes and like it's linear and it keeps going like there are different sections of the main story of ESO that you can kind of do in any order. Yes. Right. Like the main story of the Morrowind Island, you, you can either like be doing the main quests and end up being directed towards it. Or you can just go there and do it. Like, yep. for, and, and the cool thing about ESO is that level doesn't fucking matter. Like, if you want to quest, you go quest, whether you're <laughs> level, you know, one or 460. Yeah, because like things get, because they, they level with yeah. you, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which all, I do was, really like. It was all that one Tamriel patch, which is yeah. really, really cool. Um, so basically, the, uh, what I, because I've, and I've gotten into a couple of different areas of ESO, like, 
I was never really that social, but yeah, you can have guilds. Mostly what guilds are good for are using the different auction houses. Yes, yes, um, I finally realized how those work. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a little bit obtuse and a little bit complicated, but once you figure it out, it's pretty fun. And I, and, yeah, go ahead, and, sorry. And, and then, like, mostly what I, I, I would say the bulk of my time in the ESO is just going around doing quests. Yeah. Because the quests are so goddamn good. They are good. Like They're all super the, good. Like the writing is good. The voice acting is good. Like some of the, you know, some of the quests, it's like a self-contained story. One of the, some of them continue on. But like all of, I, I even. I, OK, I, I take it back. I stopped playing ESO because I, I went to uh, the 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 fucking Dalmore, the elf, the Somerset. Yeah. Well, not Somerset, but like oh. the, it's before Somerset. Oh, okay. It's like the main, the the main elf, I, and I fucking hate elves; they're the worst. And that <laughs> uh, th- that has not been as engaging. Um, gotcha. But I, I, you know, like yeah, I think that it's a really, really good MMO, and like I'm so ready, like I'm so ready to play another, uh, another Skyrim. Right. Yes. Like I'm I'm ready to, to do another playthrough of Skyrim. Like I have it on my on my uh Switch and I've been like, oh man, I really want to boot this up, but I need to finish Oblivion first. Like that's what that's what I'm telling myself. If I can finish Oblivion, then I can have my dessert of Skyrim on, on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to say I'm a real ESO fan because um my first taste of Elder Scrolls was Oblivion, but I didn't really enjoy it. And then I did Skyrim, and I loved it. And then I tried to go back and do Morrowind, and I'm just too dumb for Morrowind. I say so. That's not really true. It's just that the the old system that they do things are things that I'm just not really into. And it also didn't really help that like people who tried to get me into Morrowind were telling me about all the cheat stuff you can do, and I'm the kind of person that's like, no, I just want to play the game. How do I play the game? <laughs> and I think that's also what's been hard with ESO for me because. Um, I have a very small life with MMOs. Um, Every MMO I've played has been with somebody else who knew the game better than me. Every single one. Dark Ages when I was really little that nobody knows about. Um, Tor with my brother. Um, I did Final Fantasy XI for a little bit with with my fiancé. Now 14 also with my fiancé. And Isla's pretty much the first one that's been by myself. And I think that's really cool, but I think it's also (laughs) made it slow going for me because I don't have that extra help with some being like, yeah, you should probably think about going this way. Um, but the exploration part is its part. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to get more into it. Join us, Cookie. <laughs> oh, jeez. I was just looking at it right now. I'm like, hmm, how much is this? Is it crossplay? Yeah. I don't remember no. if it's crossplay. No. Yeah. I, it is not. It's no. not? Okay. You'd have to get it on PC. Yeah. Or at least I have it on PC. I have it on PC, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, no, I'll look into it. Like, I, I do need to play some stuff. Um, yeah. I just finished The Last of Us 2, and I'm going into Death Stranding. So that's where Ooh. my gaming is right now. Yeah. Um, have any of you played into The Last of Us 2? There was a lot of hate for that game. I did not. But to be fair, I also didn't play Last of Us 1, so oh, don't yeah. look at me. <laughs> yeah, I just I haven't gotten around to it yet. Are you going to? I I kind of want I'm like I'm somewhat interested in it um but I've I've kind of been spoiled on some of the some of the major story beats so it's like eh I like don't know. what uh 
Spoiler like warning, some, by the way. Some, Spoiler some, warning. Some character deaths and some uh, uh, just uh, you know like some some of the some of the things that that people are mad about i saw on my twitter <laughs> so you know like i'm not basically what i'm saying i'm not going into it with a blank slate so um yeah uh, okay. I, I don't know i i could go either way on it i i did play the first one and thought it was okay but mm-hmm. like i'm not itching for that kind of like that type of game, game right now yeah all good. I was going to talk about it, but I won't because I don't want to like cause I feel like you have to play the game to actually understand the game. Besides all the spoilery stuff. If that makes sense. I know Omega Walter has some issues. We'll talk on Discord. <laughs> we'll talk on Discord. <laughs> talk to me on Discord. Do, you can do spoiler stuff, I think, on Discord now, can't you? Can you do spoiler? I think you can do spoiler tags now. Yeah, you can do spoiler tags. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, I will definitely look into ESO. Um I'm just trying to get through Death Stranding first. It's a really weird game. I'm only on chapter two. Um, you enjoy being a postman with a baby? That's what it basically is. It's just weird <laughs> delivering shit. And you have these weird things following, and you don't understand how this is happening. Um, but I'm, I'm guessing that will happen on later into the story. I like. I wanted to read every single thing because, of course, Kojima makes everything so story death. And I'm like, I want to do all these side ones, but I just want to get through this damn story so I can play mm-hmm. other games. So it but. takes a while. Like that, uh, I I forget what chapter I'm on, but I keep playing it in small chunks, and uh, it's really, it's really fucking weird like it's just a weird weird game that continues to get weird it just ramps up in its weirdness and like part of me is like i want to see where this is going because i've watched a lot of david lynch movies and i liked all of them (laughs) but like at the same time get to the fucking point like fuck (laughs) this is taking forever and i really hate going through bt territory so i'll like go fucking way around bt territory if i have to I, it, you know, like I have a, I have a, I have a love hate relationship with that game where I'm like, I want to, it's like a puzzle box. Like I want to figure you out, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't want to put the time in to figure you out. <laughs> it's, it sounded, I remember when people were describing it and I, I haven't really played Kojima games much, so I just only know what I, what I hear, but I remember being like, this sounds less like a game and more like an experience. <laughs> it's 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 less a video game and more a German expressionist painting. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, it's a like, basically. It, yeah, it's so abstract and obtuse, and you know, like some of the things have like like actual. It like I, like it's I, I don't know. It's just it's a fucking it's a weird weird game, and I want to like it more than I think I do. Like I I. I keep playing it because I'm like, there's something here, but like, I never, I never find it. It's somewhere in there. Um, Volkai asked if I was wearing, playing 14. No, I haven't played 14, but unfortunately, yes, I'll go back to it just to finish up 5.3. Unfortunately, just because of Final Fantasy. <laughs> um, but yes, I might dip into ESO too, but I gotta get through Death Stranding. I'm, I'm going to go through That's it with fair. it. That's yeah. fair. One thing at a time. <laughs> One thing at a time. I still have Hellblade 
waiting for me to play too. I haven't even gotten through that. There's a lot of games that I need to get through. I have so many games I need to get through. I never finished that one game I was streaming Plague. <laughs> I'm still at that yeah. one part I got frustrated at, and I keep like, like, oh yeah, I should probably get back to that. I don't even know how to play. Um, I do have a funny story about the 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 problem with going between MMOs. By the way, uh, I mentioned this actually, I think in our private Discord chat, and I don't yes. think I mentioned it publicly. This is a funny <laughs> story. So um, it just happened to be I did a lot more FF14 this week, um, just because I was trying to trying to get through Heaven's Word actually. And um, so uh, I think it was yeah Thursday night. <laughs> Thursday night I was like, gosh, I haven't played ESO, and we're going to be talking about this tomorrow. I should play some. So those of you who uh, know FF14 know that uh, if you're playing keyboard, I actually play controller, but if you play keyboard, um, your mouse is like selecting things, right? You use your mouse to click and select on something before you do an action. So I get onto ESO and I load in and I'm like, okay, NPC. And in ESO, uh, your left click, uh, mouse click, does not select things. It unsheathes your weapon and attacks. <laughs> and so <laughs> I immediately attack this poor NPC who did nothing to me, this poor Argonian maid, and uh, immediately had my, um, what do you call it, my, my bounty, bounty up. So, yeah, I went and hid behind a cliff. I was like, I'm going to turn off and wait a couple hours. <laughs> um, I found out later I actually had an item that could have helped me. It was one of those, like, daily claim items that could have helped me with that, and I didn't know it, but whatever. Um, but now everything is fine. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that's, you got to be careful with that. <laughs> it's like switching between games. Like, when I was playing Call of Duty and Valorant, like, the different ways of playing just kind of messes with you switching between controllers playing from (laughs) my switch to the xbox controller because okay why on earth is a and b flipped it's the worst on the switch i have a controller right here your a is where the b is which is the select and b is the cancel and for some reason it's flipped on here so yeah that that also caused some problems actually is there controller support on ESO? because i play control on 14 i too. don't know i so i have I want to say key- that there is i think there is i found the keyboard is really easy with ESO personally um because it's mostly first person um and uh but i i don't know i imagine there is it wouldn't be hard because i imagine it would just play like skyrim does but i found keyboards easier so i do it uh keyboard for me on 14 got hard once i got too many abilities so i switched even though i was told you shouldn't but whatever <laughs> All right. I still can't damn select anything, which was a problem in 11 too. What is with Final Fantasy games and me not being able to select anything? That was a huge problem in 11, and it continues in 14. It always selects the wrong thing. It's very mad. <laughs> oh, and that thing is dead. I can't kill it now because everybody has killed it before me. And I'm a black mage, so everything takes like two seconds of standing still. <laughs> so yeah, that's been my experience there. It's always funny listening to new players going into 14. <laughs> I'm glad I wait. It's so funny. I was mentioning how like 11, I really couldn't appreciate that much because it's, it's an older game and things are just kind of different now, but I know if I played it back then I would have appreciated it a lot more. Um, it's just modern game, modern things. And it's just kind of of its time. Um, 14. I'm glad I waited. I'm not sure if I could have played it back then based on some of the things I heard. It sounds awful. <laughs> You've been part of the limit break radio crew. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it for this podcast. Again, stay tuned for our social media on RNGNT on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Find out when we are going to stream next. 
Um, we do turn on your notifications. We put on when we're going to have our next episode. It's usually the last Fridays of the month from what it seems like so far. Um, we've just been so busy. We decided to do t- the second to the last <laughs> yeah. of the month. Um, it's good because I'm gone next weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. That's right. You're gone. Anyway, you can follow us on our personal social medias as well. I'm at Cookie Persona, K-O-O-K-Y, on Twitter, everywhere, Facebook. Sarah, where can they find you? Um, I'm under Sarah Scopic, S-A-R-A-H-S-C-O-P-I-C. Mostly on Twitter. Um, I don't really pay attention to the Facebook one anymore because that was for my channel. So, yeah, just say hi to me on Twitter. I'll say hi back. <laughs> Lloyd, you've been quiet. Where can they find you? Um, I'm still on Twitter. Thank God. Oh man, hasn't um, been kicked out yet. <laughs> I got I got a twelve hour ban one day because I was <laughs> talking to people again, like pissing me off. Oh but, boy. But uh, underscore rng um, void on Twitter. I don't have a Facebook. You can go follow because I don't want you guys knowing my personal shit. So. <laughs> and if you don't know who Nate Bender is, Nate, where can they find you? At Nate Benderama on Twitter. And I also got one of those 12 hour bands for <laughs> encouraging people to spit in Joe Rogan's dumb fucking uh, face. I saw that. <laughs> so so I don't so know good. that I can get in trouble for it on this podcast. So you're fine. I still think people should do that. <laughs> oh, See, and I got mine because I told someone that their parents fucked up raising them. So. <laughs> Oh it's way more arbitrary than mine. <laughs> oh. oh boy! And again, thank you to everyone to the Twitch chat. We've got a couple of follows from West Two K Chizuk. Thank you so much for the follows, Carletta. We've seen a lot of old time friends that we haven't seen in here, all because of Nate. I know you guys. Yeah, love I know Nate. Nate's bringing everybody. <laughs> I see where your loyalties lie, everybody. Anyway, you should come see our stuff and join our Discord. We're awesome. Yes. <laughs> and we stream games. Lloyd streams. Sarah streams. I stream. So come on over whenever you want to. Say hi, at least. Um, but again, thank you so much for staying with us until the last drop, and we will see you next time. was produced by Christine Solis, Sarah Skopic, and Aaron Pillen. Please support RNGNT by sharing this podcast with your family, friends, and fellow gamers and leaving us a review. Intro music in this episode is by Home and outro music by Stupidoken. Check out both these artists and their music at SoundCloud.com. RNGNT and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.